So this practice can be incredibly simple. We show up and we meet each moment of experience just as it is. So we begin by steadying our attention with the breath, feeling the sensations of breathing in and breathing out, allowing our attention to slowly synchronize with that steady rhythm. using the experience of breathing to enhance mindfulness, <coughs> to steady and stabilize our mind. We open to the body, allowing ourselves to become conscious of sensations, rooting our attention <coughs> in the physical experience of embodiment. So feeling the very tangible sensations of sitting, the pressure, the heaviness, the warmth or tingling. And throughout the day, feeling the movements of the body, walking, reaching, touching, eating, As we've mentioned, the practice is one of including more and more of our experience. So we use the breath or the body as a foundation, as an anchor that's always available, like home base. We can always come back to the simplicity and the steadiness of breathing, feeling the body. As our awareness begins to gather some momentum, and we start to include more and more of our experience. So yesterday, Jill spoke about this aspect of Vedana, the flavor or tone <coughs> of an experience as being pleasant or unpleasant. And if that's what's happening, if there's some experience that has a particular flavor, then we can just notice that pleasantness or unpleasantness. As I was speaking about yesterday afternoon, we can notice if there's, if there's clinging or aversion, if there's a wanting or a pulling away from that pleasantness or unpleasantness. When there's a strong sensation in the body, we can become aware of that sensation, noticing and experiencing its qualities, 
it moves or changes. And when it's no longer strong and predominant, then we come back to the breath. So there's the home base. And then when something stronger calls our attention, a sound, a sensation, a feeling tone, we become aware of that as long as it's strong and present. When it's no longer calling our attention, simply return to the breathing. One of the places we tend to get most tripped up in our meditation practice is by our thinking. <coughs> Getting lost in stories of the past or the future, narratives about ourselves or other people. When we don't see our thoughts clearly, they have tremendous power over us. They can drive us to do all manner of things when we don't see them. But when we see our thoughts clearly, what are they? Do they have any substance at all? Again, one of my first meditation teachers was fond of saying, the thought of the mother is not your mother. It seems so obvious. There's a difference between a thought and the real thing, but we so often mistake our thoughts for being reality. I'd like to offer some suggestions on how to be mindful of thoughts, how to practice with this particular aspect of our thinking. And to do so, I want to invite you to join me in one or two brief experiments. So first, as we sit like this, I invite you to think the thought I place my hand on the floor. I place my hand on the floor. And notice that experience. See if you can hear those words in your mind. And now, if you're willing, I invite you to very slowly, mindfully, lift one hand, move it, and place it on the floor. Or if you're sitting in a chair, you could place it on your, on your thigh or the chair next to you. Feel what that feels like, moving your hand, placing it.
the thought of the mother is not your mother. Pretty big difference between thinking I place my hand on the floor and doing it, isn't there? Our meditation practice is not about getting rid of thinking. It's about becoming aware of thinking and learning to understand it, to understand its nature. When we don't see our thoughts, they have tremendous power. When we see them, what are they? <coughs> Try it again, and this time think the thought even more slowly, leaving space between each word. I place my hand on the floor. See if you can notice how each word begins and ends. That there's space between the thoughts. As mindfulness grows, <coughs> we can begin to observe our thinking as a changing phenomenon. It comes and it goes. There are gaps or spaces. Thoughts occur as words. They also occur as pictures or images. So if you're willing, I invite you to think of the room where you're staying here at IRC and see if a picture emerges in your mind. So this is another way that we experience thinking as images. When we're not aware that thinking is happening, it's like we jump on a train, not knowing where it's headed. And then seconds, minutes, or sometimes hours later, we wake up. How did I get here? When the mindfulness starts to become stronger, we can see those trains pull into the station and just watch them go by. 
Oh, that's thinking. Words or images coming and going in the mind. As we become more attuned to the presence or absence of thoughts, we might begin to notice that thinking is often accompanied with a certain kind of agitation. It takes a certain amount of energy to think. Gill sometimes talks about relaxing the thinking muscle. Feeling, sensing the energy that it takes to think and seeing if there can be a relaxing and a softening almost in the body itself as we disengage our energy from following and chasing those thoughts, from jumping on the train. One of the main methods for being mindful of thinking is this practice of noting or labeling thoughts. Just that basic recognition, oh, thinking, thinking. We become aware that that's what's happening acknowledge it, and then we can just gently let go and allow the attention to settle back into the body with the breath. You might label the kind of thought Planning, planning, worrying, worrying, or remembering, remembering. This is one way of being mindful of thoughts, simply acknowledging them, labeling them when they arise, and seeing if you can let go gently allowing the attention to fall back into the body and the breath. So see what happens now. Go ahead and open your awareness to thinking. And just listen inwardly for those words or images, seeing if you can label them. 
Sometimes as soon as we turn our attention toward the realm of thought, they all vanish, like critters scurrying away. Another main way to be mindful of thoughts is to simply observe them coming and going. So rather than just labeling and then returning the attention to the breath, it's as if the awareness stays steady, watching the thoughts come and go, like watching those trains go by. Can we be aware of thinking without becoming involved with thinking, without becoming the one who is thinking? Simply noticing these inner words and pictures as they come and go.
if you notice a particular kind of thought, particular topic that keeps recurring, you find yourself getting on the train again and again. We might need to look a little bit deeper with persistent recurring thoughts. There's often an emotion underneath the thinking, driving it. So if you notice a particular topic or theme that visits frequently, repeatedly. You might pause and listen below your neck, feel in your body. Is there any emotion present? How am I feeling right now? Can you sense any quality of emotion that might be present with those thoughts? Can you observe and feel that emotion in a balanced way in your body, letting it live its life. The emotion feels particularly strong or even slightly overwhelming. You can always come back to the breath, feeling the body as a way to get some perspective to calm and soothe the emotion. So we'll sit like this for a while longer, allowing your attention to rest with your home base, your anchor of the breath, and including sensations, sounds. This aspect of pleasant or unpleasant, whatever happens to be strongest in the moment, including thoughts. (sighs) 
if the mind gets confused at any point, just coming back to the simplicity of the breath.
giving your heart's full attention to each moment. Taking it just one moment at a time. Sometimes the analogy is used of noticing thoughts come and go like clouds in a vast open sky.
What is a thought? Can you look directly at thought?
We spend a lot of time in our lives thinking. I remember when I was a little boy, one time looking in the mirror and realizing, wow, I think all day long. What do I think about? <laughs> and being totally perplexed by the fact that there was this continual narrative happening and I couldn't remember any of it. You don't need to get rid of your thoughts. We just need to learn to see them clearly, to be aware of them. When we can see our thoughts clearly and understand that they're not who we are, this gives us a great freedom in life, to not have to believe our thinking. And when we can be more aware of our thoughts, we can choose which ones to follow and give energy to, and which ones to just let go, let them go by. It's not worth the time. On retreat, from the perspective of the Dharma, no thought is worth thinking in the sense that no thought is worth following or giving your attention to. Just let them go by. The kind of insight that arises is a deeper understanding that comes from a shift in our perspective. It's not a cognitive understanding that we need to figure out. For, for most of us, the primary way we know to understand things is to think. And so we come on retreat and we believe, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work through my problems. I'm going to think about things and figure it out. If you could have figured it out, you would have done it already. <laughs> We're shifting gears to a different mode of being, a different way of understanding. And that's why we take so much time to develop a foundation of steady awareness by using the breath, by using the body, by walking, cultivating this capacity to be here in a complete and wholehearted and clear way. And it's from that base of awareness that the mind learns to see our moment-to-moment -moment experience in a different way, including our thoughts, to be able to observe a thought as a phenomenon in and of itself, rather than who I am, or what I am, or, some, or it means something about me. It's just a thought. So as I said when uh, we started, this practice can be incredibly simple. We're just showing up one moment at a time. Whatever you're doing, be with that fully and completely. We're entering the heart of the retreat. Each of you has worked very hard the last few days 
You've worked through impatience and restlessness and boredom, probably other difficulties, and you might not notice it. It might not feel this way, but you've developed a certain momentum. Your awareness is stronger and clearer now than it was three days ago. So stay engaged. Really get curious. What's it like to be human? What's it like to be here in this moment? To sit, to breathe, to walk, to drink, to eat. So there are one or two short announcements for today. <coughs> there are three or four uh, slots still open on the interview sheets, which means there are a few folks who haven't signed up. So just the encouragement or invitation, if you haven't signed up yet, uh, please feel free to do so. And then Jill will be meeting with people in room 100 today, which is kind of around the back of where the manager's office is, past the elevator. Uh, Gil will be meeting with people in room 1. And I will be meeting with people in both rooms, but not at the same time. <laughs> So if you're meeting with me, just make sure you check the schedule to see which room we're meeting in. Okay. Enjoy your practice today. <laughs>